Switch it up. Hello, everybody. This week, you're wondering, oh, what's this? Is Tyler gone? No, he's here. But he couldn't handle the pressure of introducing the podcast to your wonderful ears. This week, what are we talking about? Oh, this is going to titillate your senses and your nipples. We're talking about the stars. Rupe hints that new dollar-dollar money cash bills that he's got. Jason Robertson being better than Mick Selfish, who only cares about himself. We're looking at your Toronto Maple Leafs being a back Matt Murray, looking like he did with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And finally, we'll take a look at the Pacific Division. Oilers, not making the playoffs, but the Canucks, they're back in the Kraken. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But you're going to have to listen to this week's episode of the Loose Change Podcast to find out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the NHL edition of the Loose Change Podcast. Guys, I am so pumped that my Leafs are all the way back. I totally take back all the bad things that I said about them in previous podcasts. I am an official Leaf fan forever. Matt Murray might be the best goalie in the league. Until two weeks from now when they go on a 10-game Well, is Samsonov and Matt Murray hurt like last time? Because then I might actually lose it again. Yes. Braden, you've been watching my Leafs there all the yeah, way back. Yeah. I- and you know what? Okay, so here's the thing. We're going to get into it here, and we'll start. Here's what we're going to start. We want to start hot and spicy. I was saving this question for you start. guys. I was saving this question for you guys. I got a buddy. He runs a very popular hockey Twitter account. You know who he is. I'm not releasing his name, though. Go check out everything hockey. Strombone okay. one. Anyhow, he, uh, he, he, the Leafs are his new favorite team. He left the Blackhawks after some unfortunate things happened to them. Now he likes the Leafs. And he always been oh I'll trade Marner, trade Matthews. He's he's your old angry grandfather, or old angry. Okay, so uncle. your friend is a trade Matthews Marner Leaf fan, and he's new to the fan base. Yeah, he was trade Marner, and then he was. Now that Marner's hot, he goes trade Matthews, and then uh, he knows he's an idiot though, which is good. But here's my question: because I we talked about this, I said you got to get rid of Marner, and we all agreed at the time. Now that our emotions have cooled down, do we still yeah. believe in getting rid of Marner, or are we now back on the bus of keeping him? I mean, Kai is on a 17-game point streak. Obviously, we've cooled off and we're back on Marner's untouchable franchise player, right? Yes. I is know. he? Of course. Hey, maybe maybe his value is at an all-time high, but uh, no. You can, yeah, those discussions quieted down really quick. Yeah, Untouchable they, all of a sudden, <laughs> for sure. But that's the thing. Like we never, We always said he was a good player, but it's the culture stuff that's our issue with him and personality. And that mm-hmm. still stands because that doesn't mm-hmm. change. So yeah, when when you're winning, no one pays attention to that stuff, though. I guess that's, that's the thing. But it's can they win in the playoffs with that personality and stuff? And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. For the Leafs lately, a lot of the question has been, can they win with their goaltending? And for me, that's all that matters. We can talk about Marner and his 17 game point streak making him an untouchable player. But for me, the story for the Leafs is the goaltending. We were freaking out when Samsonov and Murray were injured. When Murray was injured. Shulgren sucks. He's not a good NHL goaltender. So when he plays, I'm worried. But Matt Murray's been playing like a dog lately. He's 5-1-1 overall, 927 save percentage. This is exactly what she wanted, and it's really making look Dubas look good, eh? I say we sign him to an extension while we still can. Yeah, he's going to walk. Dubas is gone. But uh, we all knew That's Matt Murray would discussion. be good if healthy, right? We all said Did if we? healthy. Yeah. Statistics, his we look percentage at it, hasn't been good for well on Ottawa. He played injured, right? A lot like of people Ottawa fans him. said last year in January was the only time of the year he was actually healthy, and he played well. He had good numbers, and then he got hurt and he was out. So when he's actually fully healthy and he's got the time to recuperate, he does play well. He's super injury prone. 
So, you know, am I shocked that he's playing this well? Not if he's completely healthy, because that's mm-hmm. what we'd expect from Matt Murray. But my shock is, does he make it through the next month? Yeah, I mean, I bet they take a cautious approach with him. Like, we'll probably see a lot of Samsonov, and he'll never be, like, a full lead goalie for the Leafs. No, And hey, yeah. who said Samsonov was going to be the starter by Christmas? You well, did, I, and you reminded wrong. us yeah. every single episode. That well, you say I'm wrong, I will find out. If I think Samsonov's a better goalie. I think he's shown that so far. Who's got yeah. better numbers? Well, Samsonov is 6-2 and two with a 921, and Matt Murray is 5-1-1 with a 927. Matt Murray has a 244, Samsonov is a 223. So pretty close, almost equal. Yeah, you know, we look at the you know, Matt Murray also had three goals waved off for him and should have had a penalty called on him against Minnesota there. Okay, um, but reeling it back to Matt Murray, I think you guys have a great point. It should be a, a tandem between the two because Matt Murray plays like it's game seven every single time. You see how often he might be injury prone because he goes and tries to get injured on every play. Like stop it's crazy. playing the puck. He's, Dude, your goalie, just stand that. That's what I'm not only playing the puck, but just like sprawling and diving around as if he's like a teenager and not an injury prone goalie. He's. He's worrisome in that sense, and I hope we rest him and he's healthy into the playoffs. But as a playoff goalie, I'm starting to get super pumped. I'm all the way back on the wagon here. This might be the tandem to lead to the Leafs to the first playoff victory I can actually remember. You know, with that Devils game, with the Devils game, I did want to say. The one where he had three goals disallowed. Well, who was the starting goalie for New Jersey? Vita Vanacek, was it? How good did he look? Um, good. He looks good. Pretty good. He's been good for the Devils. How fucking stupid were the Capitals leaving him and Samson off to just go for nothing? That kind of surprised us in the offseason, eh, Kai? Like, I don't know why Definitely. they're doing that. And is Kemper the answer? Not really. Hasn't not been so good. far. <laughs> but we said in our preview looking at Washington, too, that their defense wasn't... Like, remember, we didn't like their D. And they had to have goalie and scoring, and they're not getting one of those two. Yeah, I mean, it. the decision to sign Kemper, it definitely seemed sort of like a stopgap measure, right? They're at the end of their window. I think they were just trying to squeak out like one last playoff run with these guys, and they thought that Kemper gave them the best opportunity in the short term. Um, yeah, but that obviously hasn't worked out for them thus far. But, you know, it's uh, another person's trash, another person's treasure. Yeah. Samson off. 100%. Uh, Samsung's a nice little value village fund for the Leafs there. How long is his contract? Do we know? Do you know offhand? Samsonov's contract? Yeah, it's a one year, two year. What'd they sign him to? Yeah, it's just a one year prove it deal for one point seven million or something like that. Oh, he's gonna get paid. Buffalo's gonna love him. He's definitely going somewhere else. Matt Murray is probably our starter. But I mean, it's November. You don't know how the season goes. We have our 60 games before the playoffs, so we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, one thing I've been really excited to see staying on the Leafs for just a little bit because I'm so fucking excited that they've been good. The defense has been super hurt. Brody, Muzzin, Riley out. Muzzin possibly out for the year, uh, maybe his career. Brody's been out. Riley's been out for a while. Lilligren and Sandine and Giordano, obviously, but Lilligren and Sandine specifically have looked really good. It's been super exciting to see. Uh, Jordy Benz even out. The Leafs have been super hampered. And they've really been carried by their star players outside of that. Nylander, Tavares, Austin, Matt Marner, all in, all having amazing seasons. If this keeps going on and we see them have this amazing season with the defense staying the way it is, playing well but injured, 
where do we want the least to add? If well, you're a GM, top, top six left wing. That's, that's where they need still to add. It, that's right? where they needed Even to do with before. the defensive issues. Your injuries are going to recover. Players are going to get better. I'd be a little alarmed at how well I'm doing without Morgan Riley, given the extension I just fucking gave him. But you came into the season needing a top six left wing. The injuries, like I said, you're going to recover. You're going to get better. Mm-hmm. That hole at left, at top six left wing isn't going to magically fill itself. Go get a winger. Yeah. We'll pay That's up. probably it, eh? Yeah. Yeah. You can't keep doing Kerfoot, you know, yo-yoing him around. You got to get rid of Kerfoot. You got to trade Kerfoot. Yeah, I mean, I think but... he's obviously the like we can't find a space for him in the lineup. He's making three and a half million. He, we have to move him, and I'm excited to get him out of here. He'll be fine on Seattle or wherever we move him to, but I just don't think he's the right fit for the Leafs I, right now. I don't care though because I'm super happy with what mm-hmm. they're doing. They're splitting up Marner and Matthews, and I feel as though that's an important thing. Uh, Tavares is a different player when Marner's with them. Yeah, he scores 40 goals, 50 goals. He had, what, 48 his first year with uh, Marner? Yeah, 47. He has 12 goals in 24 games this year. Nylander, on the other hand, 13 goals, 12 assists in 24 games. He's playing well with Matthews. I thought this was the answer the whole time, and I'm so glad they're finally back at it. (laughs) Well, again, coming back to ego, it's because Mitch and Matthews, Mitch wanted to play with Austin. They wanted to play together. They didn't want to play separate. Dude, I, I, I... can't contemplate for the life of me being upset that you have to play with John Tavares instead of Austin Matthews. Yeah, it's uh, quite the consolation <laughs> prize, right? Like, dude, shut the fuck up and go. Like, it's winning, and like, we but can that's what I'm up. saying. They're doing that now, so I'm not yeah, going to complain it doesn't have about to what be they're one. doing correctly. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Like, you've got four amazing players. Switch them around. Use them all. Um, but the they were so reliant or you know resistant to switching it up once they had it. I I never understood both on Babcock and Keith's part. Um, but you know, full credit to Keith to be willing to to split it up there, even if that's not what Mitchie wants. So uh, they're fourteen, five, do. and five. Braden, mm-hmm. we're probably getting the lightning in the first round again. Well, don't send any picks this year, and maybe you'll win. Yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> no picks. Seriously, there's also the Red Wings, Panthers, and the Sabers have fallen to the wayside. So it's really the only other teams that we could really see in the first round. You know, every time we talk about the Leafs, we're just gonna worry about this. So let's talk about it. You know who it's gonna be? Who? Tampa, right? No. Who? I think this time around. No. Who does? I think we're gonna get this late season goaltending injury. We're gonna have this all over again. Muzzin's still out. (gasps) Uh oh, the Leafs slide a little bit in the standings, and they slide to one of the wild cards. I don't know about that. And then they get Boston in the first round. No, so, so the, give it all year. You think that they could slide to the second wild card? Well, that's spot? what I'm saying, Braden. Let's look at the NHL standings. You know what? Yeah, maybe not with so. the Metro, just because. Of, well, in that scenario, even so the Atlantic Division standings, man. The Panthers are ten, eight, and four. Remember when I called them to miss the playoffs? Like it was a crazy bet, a little hot take. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, out. they're out of the playoffs right now. Ooh, they're the on Rangers pace too. for like eighty-five so points. Yeah. Detroit's got to fall out, right? Are we buying into Detroit being there? I was watching them against Toronto. It was a really good game. Detroit's a good team, mm-hmm. but they're absolutely not a playoff team yet. No. They will to me, fall. it's one more year, and then they're back in. But... Yeah, yeah. And I guess let's but, just end but they're right conversation. There. They're right there, though, right? Like That's the exciting thing about the Red Wings, for sure. 
yeah, eyes are planned, man. But yeah, no, most likely you're looking at Tampa, uh, Pittsburgh, maybe, right? We could see that. Yeah. No, it this... won't be a wild card. It's gonna be it's gonna be Tampa or Florida. You're right. It's gonna be an Eastern Conference. It's gonna be Detroit, Tampa, or Florida. And obviously, I'd love to see Detroit. That's probably not gonna happen. Florida or Lightning is probably gonna be the Lightning. And I'm, you know, let's just get to April and let's not talk much Leafs until then. And to me, I'm the Lightning nervous. just, they feel done to me. They feel done this season for sure. I mean, it they're just playing feels like not well. They're still good, right? They're still going to make it. It's just, fuck, dude. They Back-to-back cups. You go to the Stanley Cup Finals how many years in a row? Like, it's a lot of hockey. That takes a toll on the body, man. Also, oh. you got to you gotta think about the psychology of it too, right? Like, these guys work to win the Stanley Cup. And I don't think you can discount after you win a couple that maybe you haven't, you're not as committed to it as you were before. I think you still are. I think it's amazing. Think still job. There is, there is a little bit. In it. Yeah, there is a little bit less to play for, though. I think in the regular season, for sure, you're not as committed. But as soon as playoff time rolls around, I think it's fucking let's go. Like these yeah. are still like, you know, athletes at the highest level. They want to win. These, these guys hate losing unless you're like Marner. But for that team, like to me, it just feels more fatigue than anything else. And I'm just remembering now, Brian Elliott is still somehow in the NHL. That guy is 65 years old. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Vasilevsky struggles too. Like, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, well, what's going on with like the top goalies everywhere? Cause Igor Shosturkin is also having a really bad year. And dude, Demko Rangers go as far as he goes. Vancouver goes as far as Demko goes. No, we yeah. got Okay. I don't want to like get too deep into this yet, but we'll convert over to the Canucks quickly here. Kai, I lost track. Has Spencer, Martin, has Spencer Martin lost in regulation yet, or has he still got a point in every single game that he's played? Uh, no, he has one regulation loss. <laughs> yeah. He's a playmaker, so man. So what? He's 6-1-1, one, and, one, and Demko's 3-9-3 and three or something? Something like that. He's a starter yeah. now, dude. Like yeah. He's a starter. He has started three of the last four games. The only game of those last four that Demko started was back-to-back. And yeah, it's not even that his stats are like that good. They're just still better than Demko's. So Demko's the team's just finding bad. a way to win, you know? Well, you look at the um, advanced stats too. Like it's better team defense and there's more scoring support for Demko or for sure. Martin than there is for Demko. For sure. Yeah. Right. And like, I kind of feel bad for that. And like, did you watch the Sharks game there, Kai? Uh, it was on while I was working. So did you see the first kinda. goal that the Sharks scored where it somehow went into the rafter, like into the rafters? Oh, came yeah. Down. No, it was and like such a, it's so, so fluky. Yeah. And it's just like that's the type of shit Demko's just dealing with, man, where it just yeah. really feels like he can't catch a break. Um, and Martin's making these amazing saves. Like watching Thatcher, like, I don't know. I've got faith in Demko to turn it around. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, man, Ian Clark, I sing his praises all the time. You look at what that guy's done with Spencer Martin. That was an AHL journeyman. Mm-hmm. That's a legitimate NHL backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look um, I mean, tonight's definitely the most surprising decision that there's been so far. Start of a homestand after a few days off, and now, now you're playing your backup goalie. It's that's indicative of where the team thinks that that's they're a at. statement. Yeah, for sure. That's a statement that that's our guy. And maybe it's just Demko needs some time to just sit and hang out, figure his shit out. Fair. I think yeah. he's playing through a bit of an injury too. So, you know, take some more rest. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, let's get into it though. The greatest player in the NHL right now. I don't give a fuck. He's the best. It's my boy, Elias Pettersson. 
All right, let's transition into Pacific Division then, and let's start with the Canucks. Let me the start. Pacific Division is fun, and the Canucks have somehow crawled their way back into the playoff race. So it's the that's Pacific why we're talking Canucks again. Sucks. The Pacific Division sucks. You want to know oh, who they, else sucks? They're terrible. You want else who you want to know who else is a fucking bum? Me. He's terrible. He's a terrible hockey player. Can't believe that? we had a conversation about him and Crosby the other week. Fucking Connor McDavid. That guy's a bum. What's he got? Eleven five on five points. Um, what was a stat the I said the other day? McDavid now. Well, no, because like <laughs> I want to point out how uh, my boy Elias Pettersson leads the league in even strength points. It's playing at a hundred point pace. Yeah, dude, he's first for goals of five and five. First of five on five points. The kid's killing it. McDavid, yeah. 11, five feet, five points. He's got 39 points overall. McDavid's just taking his time on the power play, fucking loading mm-hmm. him up there. Doesn't play the team game at all, but Patterson. And the biggest thing, Kai, what's the stuff that you've seen in Patterson's defensive game this year, his two-way game? Oh, my God. He's so enjoyable to watch. He's Pavel Datsuk. Yeah. At least Patterson is the new Pavel Datsuk. Yeah, I mean that power, that penalty kill just needs to get better, and then he's winning a selkie in his career. 100%. Dude, it's so much better just with him on it. He yeah. gets goaltending, and he's in the selkie conversation. Yeah. Speaking he's, of goaltending, you guys see that save he had last week? He's playing goalie. He's yeah. doing great. He, he was doing so well. He baited the shooter into taking the shot on the yeah. pass, and he plays it perfectly. Like mm-hmm. that's some Ian Clark level type shit right there. Like, yeah. If, if you guys don't fantastic. know, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, just go on Twitter, look up um, Elias Pedersen empty net save <laughs> it was an unbelievable save he's one of the best goalies in the division because that division has no goaltending mm-hmm. at all <laughs> jack campbell's poo but yeah no canucks are back into it somehow do they make it like i don't know man like they're out by a point you still serve by points percentage and it's not let me let me lot. set it up but okay, they're right there there are the kraken are in second place we're going to ignore vegas they're six points ahead yeah um kraken have 29 points in second place la kane's 27 in third place Oilers with 24, Flames with 21, Canucks with 21, all with 22 games played. Uh, Flames have played 21. Flames have played 21 games. So to me, it's who are you chasing? Vegas is untouchable. You're not touching Vegas. Vegas is Vegas. Dude, I don't give a fuck how good they're playing. Martin Jones is not an NHL goalie at this point. He's going to cool down. Seattle's going to take a fall back. So to me, if you're the Canucks, you're chasing Seattle. Yep. You're chasing LA. I still yep. think LA is going to take a bit of a falter here. So you're chasing the Kings. Oilers, man. I don't know if we want to convert into them and what's going on there. Them and the we'll Flames. Get there. Like, we'll get there. We're staying okay. next, though. And then looking at like the rest, Oilers and the Flames, those are two teams where, similar to the Canucks, they've dug themselves into such a hole at this point mm-hmm. in the season. It's going to be a bitch to dig out because it's harder to get out of the hole than to fall into one. For so sure. what's going to happen with those two teams? It's one of those three should make it. Um, and push one of Seattle or LA out, or I don't think the Pacific sending four teams to the playoffs. That'll be well, my they could best. because the Central Division on the other side. Also, the people in the playoffs for the wild card have twenty two points in twenty two games played. So, but one there's of those a lot of Blues, chokers in the Western Conference. To me, the Blues are really picking it up. Like I've got faith in the Blues to push back yeah. into that. I'm just saying um, the numbers yeah. are the numbers, and numbers. Canucks are one point out right now. Yeah, we're at American Thanksgiving, right? Like whatever the playoff picture is right now is, I think it's 87.5% of the teams will make it. Yeah. So we're looking at one team really out of each conference that's going to fall out. That's a yeah. really a crazy stat. 80 something percent of the teams in a playoff spot in American Thanksgiving will make the playoffs. Like it's yeah. very indicative of which teams are actually good. So it's very shocking. Just because, you know, I look here and I'm like, okay, you guys got 60 games left. Everything can change. But 
that stat definitely suggests otherwise. Yeah. So, you know, like <laughs> I said, I think Seattle puts, falls like, out. The Rangers out, the Panthers out. It puts the Oilers out right now. Wow. Yeah. Like, well, and then I guess we can get over into the Oilers there because that's kind of just what the, it's up with the Canucks. We'll get into the Flames too, but Oilers, man. Like, Ken Holland needs to be fired. Yeah. You can't have He's a David been needed to be fired. <laughs> but since he got goodness. hired, like, it's. Yeah, <laughs> Oilers fans, you should be praying that Kyle Dubas leaves and that your team hires him because that that's a guy who could like, Can you put together a proper he has roster. Hyman and Campbell again mm-hmm. with McDavid this time. <laughs> oh boy, like there's no excuse. There's really no excuse. I don't. Stuart Skinner's playing well. Give him the net. Do you guys think Drysaddle's a top three player in the world or a top five? Because he's cons- like consensus top five. McDavid, McCarr. I put like Crosby. Hedman. Okay, if you're putting Crosby still, Sid still deserves to be top five. I will not tolerate any Sid. Matthews disrespect. is uh, Matthews, is Drysaddle yeah. better McKinnon. than Pedersen? I don't know. Defensively, no. Drysaddle shit defensively. He doesn't do anything in his own. Wow, end. really? Okay, so yeah, let's, you have two top fifteen guaranteed, two top ten probably for sure. Top ten. For Some sure, people yeah. regard them as top five uh, players in the NHL. Mm-hmm. You're twelve, ten, and zero. Oh. This is clearly something that you can rely on in the playoffs. We saw it last year. McDavid Drysdale just carried them the entire time. Their power play carried them the, the entire time. But like you mentioned before, Braden, with McDavid being 58th amongst forwards in goal or points in five on five this season, it's it's kind of on them to turn it around. It's been on them to do the whole thing because that's how the GM built the team. Are they going to be able to make the playoffs this year? Do you guys see them coming back? Like, gun to your head, yes or no? Are they making the playoffs? I won't bet against McDavid, but to me, it's put aside the... We see this with teams a lot, where we give a guy a big contract and we got to stand by them. We got to let them figure it out. Fuck, Kai, how long did Louie play with the Sedins on that top line until we finally took him off? I thought it was only like 20 games. It's still <laughs> a quarter of your season. Yeah. Right, that's still a sure, big chunk. Yeah, for money production that way for yeah. sure. And my point being there is like Jack Campbell, it's twelve games in, and he's got an eight seventy five. Stuart Skinner in eleven games has a nine nineteen. Yeah, it's shitty, dude. I don't give a fuck what it looks for optics. Give Skinner the starters net. He's kind of had the starters net though, but give it to him. It still kind of feels mm-hmm. like it's just teetering. Where okay, we'll start too, but Jack's still our guy. He's gonna work it. No, dude, he's not. We all said this was going to happen. And what? he was? Go- we all said, oh, so Campbell, who apparently was sh- eh, on the uh, Leafs defense, it's apparently so bad, it's going to be so much better on the Oilers defense. All <laughs> of us called that. It's what everyone said. The Oilers D sucks. In the offseason, we just pointed out that all of the Leafs castaways are now Jack Campbell's defenders. Yep. There's Stuart your Skinner has definitely been playing better. Mm-hmm. So we hang- hand the net over the Skinner. Oilers make the playoffs, you think? Kai? I I do think they'll figure it out. Um, end of the day, talent wins. And right. obviously, no team can match their superstar talent. So I do think that they'll I do think they'll have to figure it out. Again, we talked about the Kraken, we talked about the Kings. I don't believe in either of those teams. And we are at a point right now where, you know, McDavid can go on a on a tear. Sure, he's putting up the points at this point of the year, but he hasn't impacted the game as much as you would like from a pure value perspective, right? But then here's the thing with those 
with those two teams you mentioned there, Kai, right? Like we just talked about that stat, right? 87.5% of teams are in. Yeah. Right? So we're looking at one team to drop off. That means only one other is going to get in. Mm-hmm. So out of the Pacific, who are you taking to figure their shit out and get in? The Oilers or the Flames? Right? To convert over to Calgary there, because we look at what their issues are. It's their goalie's been shitty. Markey's not been good. And then Huberdeau and Weger have been Right. You terrible. can't really answer the yeah. question, will Oilers make the playoffs without answering the question, will the Flames? Because it's one or the other. And with those two, right, it's a difference of team construction with the mm-hmm. Oilers being the issue versus three really good players historically just not playing to where they need to be with the Flames. Which one's more likely to, you know, kind of figure itself out and result in playoffs? I want to say Calgary. Me too. Yeah. I just I like their, I like their Calgary, roster yeah. construction so much more. And, and those three players, are you referring to their UFA signings in Kadri, Uyghur, and Huberto? I was talking Mark because Kadri's been great. I was talking Mark because okay. his numbers haven't been good. Mm. Uh, Mark who... needs to figure it out because Vladar is also not a good backup, in my opinion. Yeah. And with Huberto, you know, he's got 10 points and uh, mm-hmm. what is 17? Like, not good. His last couple, I thought like he started to heat it up a little bit and seems to be that he's figuring it out. But even then, like, he's been he's got to be better. Yeah, Uyghur too, mm-hmm. man. Five points. Like, you're expecting more from Uyghur. Five points, 21 games. He's still been good as far as, like, his advanced numbers go, but you got to produce, right? Your possession numbers can be what they are, but if you're getting scored on and you're not scoring, figure it out, dude. Like the Flames won this division last year. Let's not forget. And we all agreed that we thought they got better in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this could absolutely be one of those things where they just turn it around. But it needs to happen soon. I think I would still, if I had to pick, it's just hard because you hear McDavid's name, not to see him in the playoffs at this point now. So I think I would pick the Oilers. But... Obviously, if you want to look at team structure, Calgary is the better team. Yeah, so, well, let's swap around. Let's stay in the West, but let's go to the Central. A team that I wish I was a bit ballsier on, because I like them, but I didn't have the guts to say I like them as much as I did. Dallas Stars are kind of nasty. Are they actually good, Kai? Yes. I don't understand. Oh, like, yeah. No, they're they're for real, for sure. Like, cup I mean, contenders, not playoff contenders. Like, legit, we're going for a President's guys, Trophy. Now. Wasn't it two and three years ago they made the Western Conference Finals? Back in back years? Boring. It was the first. The sure, first it was boring. Stamp, it was 2020. It was the least exciting team to watch in the league. The over-under was like five. One. Exactly. It, was, yeah. it wasn't six. It wasn't five and a half. It was five. Sometimes four and a half. That was- the worst finals I've watched in a long time, but hey, they're fun to watch now. Mm-hmm. Jason Robertson's nasty. Sagan, hey, he's back. Told you. Ben, remember we had that conversation? Oh, who do you think's more likely to bounce back? Jamie, Ben, or Tyler Sagan? Yeah. How both. stupid do we look for not saying both? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's insane. Ben's been unreal. And hence, just got signed to that great deal. I looked at the advanced stats tweet out by at Fresh. He was letting us know that he's the best little play guy as well like he does everything right he, the transitions right the pass outs like everything is good for rupe hints and he must be one of the best play drivers in the nhl based on his advanced stats you're saying he's good at the little things yes okay canucks fans know um yeah no i don't know rupe hints is one of those guys who uh i just old man brain refused to give uh credit to <laughs> I've got the Lindholm brain about him, man. 
I don't know why. You won't I get should change my mind on hints, the 26 year old phenom who's proved it over and over again now for what three years? Why yeah, this is, this is his third season in a row. He's proven it. I need to watch more stars, man. Like, because I watch them and I, I watch like I watch Robertson, I watch Ben, I watch Sagan. I love Miro Heiskin, and I think that guy does not get nearly enough credit for how good he is, especially defensively. The worst thing that happened to that guy was honestly how good offensively he was in his rookie season because that fell off in his sophomore and no one looked at him. That guy's yeah. one of the best defensive defensemen in the game. Like he's so good now. His, you know, his offense is coming back. But yeah, he's I never really pay good. attention to hints, and like I well, really should. Man, the Canucks like barely have played any teams from the West. So a lot of these teams that we talk about in the Central, it's like we haven't seen them yet this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we had that game against Colorado. That was good to see. But yeah, hints is great, and Ben's great. Tyler Sagan's awesome. That's all great stories. But the story of the Stars, though, is. Kai's um best fantasy player, Jason mm-hmm. Robertson, who has 19 goals and 17 assists in 23 games. It's pretty good. That's a two-point pace per game. That's 164 points. That would put him in the top 12 seasons of all time in the NHL if he keeps it up. I don't see him keeping it up to that extent. But is he the MVP of the league at this point of the season? No, one player only is more important to. Are we talking most impressive? Nah. Ah. I think if I were to give the MVP award out to a player at this point in the season, I'm giving it to Jason Robertson, who's led the Dallas Stars to the top of the division. No one had them above Avalanche at any point. And he, like I said, has 19 goals in 23 games. He's leading the league in goals. Um, I think he's leading the league in points. He's certainly up there. I for me it's him. Who the is the only it for you? guy? The only guy. It's either him or like Eric Carlson with his performance yeah. so far this year. Like that's the only other guy where it's. Like, I think that's like, fair. Yeah. Right. Like, but Robertson fair. has to have the popular vote for sure at this point. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's a second round pick. However, the hell that happened. 32, 31 general managers should be fired for that. If you want to talk um, five on five stats, he has fifteen goals in he's five nasty. on five. He's so good. He almost has as many. No, sorry. He now just has more goals than Bo Horvat. But like, no, he's he showed it last year. And like, I said it at the time. I'm standby now. I would be even angry if I was a Stars fan about this. Jason Robertson's gonna get paid in three years. You should have locked oh, yeah. that dude up. You should have got that eight by eight, eight by nine. That's, that's the thing. They, they could have if they wanted to. I know that they had cap constraints, but if they really they wanted could've. to, they could have gotten him for eight years at like nine mil. Mm-hmm. And now, what's the minimum he's signing for now? Twelve. I think. I mean, if he keeps this up, well, if he, he keeps does, this up, twelve. But I yeah. don't think he, he keeps is. This he up. is locked in for three more years past this one, and then he's an RFA. So, like, that is right. kind of nice. Matthew Kachuk doesn't matter as much as it used to, man. Like, I don't think he'll leave. I don't think he's going to pull that type of shit. It is but... great for the stars that they locked him up for that number, though, still cut for two years. Like, the, he's this is great value for them right now. We can talk about it in three years' time about what they need to pay him. But as for right now, you're, you're, he's, he's a $12 million player yep. and you're get, paying him $8 million, So it's yep. a steal. And I will say, I'm pretty sure either Sagan or Ben are up the same year. Maybe both. I yes, can't remember exactly. Same yeah. year. So there you go. Uh, like, Right? No. Sagan no one of them after. goes. Sagan, Sagan has two years more than Ben. Two years. Oh my yeah. goodness. Oh yeah, I, that's right. When we were discussing what, yeah. who would you rather have? That was a big part of it. 
But Ben will be up, I guess, the same year. I think it is then. And then, you know, there's your raise money. You only need $4 million for the raise, and you're going to have whatever Ben makes, eight coming off the books. Mm-hmm. So you'll fit that in. It's just, fuck me, you could have had him at cheaper. But in the meantime, they, uh, they're cap compliant right now. They're Stanley Cup contenders. I hope his brother figures it out. Imagine if the Leafs could just have half of Jason Robertson on their second line left wing. Yeah, but they need to, you need to play, uh, you know, you need to have ice time and play games to be able to develop into that, which the Leafs are still figuring out. So we see. But yeah, Jason Robertson's a powerhouse. Does he win the, here's, okay, here's one for you. I don't know what the odds are. Maybe we should all look at this for a bad stamp. What's the odds on, uh, we'll get to those fuckers, our great friends over there in a minute. What are the uh? What are the odds? It's an adult half. We could say adult words like that. This is an adult podcast, yeah. Jizz. Anyways, so <laughs> what's the um? You know, like cum shot. What's All the right. uh? What are the odds on Jason Robertson to win the rocket? I actually don't know. On Betstamp, they only have futures for teams. They don't have okay. the players' futures. Hard to. Who would you take right now? Just like without looking at odds, like who do you sure. think is going to win the rocket? Robertson or McDavid or Boro Horvat? Who are you taking? My actual money is on McDavid. I actually have hard-earned $50. Right now, from what we've seen, if you could reallocate that money, would you, to any of those other two players mentioned? I would stay on McDavid because, like you guys pointed out, they need to go on a tear to make the playoffs, so McDavid will Mm. go on a tear to make the playoffs. Kai? Yeah, I'm I'm with Tyler on that one. Has to be McDavid. You think Robertson? Yeah, Yeah. Robertson's more of a pure shooter than McDavid is, right? McDavid can score 50. I agree. But he's got the play. He's more of a playmaker than Robertson is, mm. and just because of that, I would go Robertson. Honestly, I I had a McDavid. Sorry, I had a Matthews rocket bet. I listened to a Thirty Two Thoughts Connor McDavid interview, and McDavid said that he wanted to score sixty because Matthews did, and then immediately cashed out my Matthews bet and put on <laughs> McDavid to score or to win the rocket. Because like, if he said on an interview he wants to score sixty, he'll probably score sixty. I'm done with putting any yeah. value into off-season interviews, and here's why. I should have learned this lesson years ago. Canucks fans will remember, Kai, I don't know if you remember this. Years ago, Tyler, we were still living in Ottawa. There was an off-season interview where Chris Tanev said that he worked with a shooting coach, and then all the Canucks fans got <laughs> excited because Chris Tanev's shot was reinvented, and he was going to score five goals, and I don't think he scored more than two. Well, yeah, but if like fucking Cody CC came out in the offseason and said, I'm going to be the best sniper in the league, like no one would believe him. Why'd you guys think Chris Tanev would have ever been a good goal scorer? Then That's this offseason, and we talked the about the biggest it. goal in Canucks he franchise did. in me the last and, hugged, that and we true. cried. That, that was true. the most excited me and Kai have been in the last decade as Canucks fans. Then, then though, this offseason, we talked about on this podcast. Quinn Hughes talked about how he watched Roman Yossi and how Yossi gets shots through and how Quinn Hughes wants to be more like that. And how he wants to get more goals. Quinn Hughes is on pace for over a point per game. He doesn't have a goal yet. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with putting stock into those offseason things. But I don't know. I don't think any of us would have thought Robertson would have been a uh, you know 50 goal scorer coming into this year. Some people did. Yeah. But like not a lot. Fair enough. He's on pace for like 60. So <laughs> that's yeah, even a anyhow. different hemisphere. Shall the we stars get our... are wagons. Yeah. Let's move past that. All right. Shall we get into our segment? sweet let's go all right people you know them you love them you heard us talk about their great services last week we're back again this week with our friends at betstamp do you want to make money 
Do you want to buy your girlfriend something really nice for Christmas and Are buy you your a degenerate side chick? gambler like us? Buy your side chick even nicer things? Now you can. How? With your winnings from Betstamp. With Betstamp, you can compare odds from all of your favorite sports books to guarantee the best odds on whatever bet you place. So if you want to be an idiot like me and believe in a little two-team parlay of having the Vikings and the Ravens to win, you can do it. You'll get fucked over by the Ravens, but you still would have made great money if you found the best odds using Betstamp. This week, let's take a quick little look. Tomorrow's games, Buffalo, Detroit. Tell you what, kind of like Detroit. No, even better. I'm going to give you this one. San Jose, Toronto. Sharks are in Toronto. We know what happens when the Leafs play a shitty team. They lose. So <laughs> we're going to bet on the Sharks. Let's take a little, oh, a little gander here. I normally use 365, got the Sharks at plus 250. But if I go over to Botano, I'm looking at a nice little cool 280 action. That's $30 of better odds. It doesn't work like that. But it's 30 points better. So I'm going to go over to Bidano. I'm going to lace a little tasty little bet on there. And I'm going to rake in my money when it hits. Kai, what's your bet? <laughs> okay. So my bet here. This one's your a tough one. Certified <laughs> approved bet of the week. I bet stamp certified approved bet of the week. I'm going to go on to the app right now and add it to my picks. <laughs> I'm 2-0 and on those officially so far. Um, you got to go Bills minus four on Thursday night football. Ooh, Absolutely have to. Why is that you line so low? I don't understand. I mean, uh, you know, there's questions about the Bills. They're they're not performing quite as well as their you defense is worse than it was for sure. For sure. That being said, Josh Allen against Mac Jones. Give me a break. Yeah, you have to. You have to. So, anyways, over here. At bed three six five, you can get the minus four at negative one ten. I will be hammering that one. Absolutely. I want to do a little futures thing. We did the Bruins future to win the Atlantic. That was a great bet, and I think it's probably worse odds now than what we got it at, at like plus one hundred. Vegas to win the Pacific is such an absolute lock. I'm not even sure why they're allowing me to place money on it. No team's going to catch them. Like Seattle won't catch them. Kraken won't catch them. And none of the Canadian teams certainly won't catch them. So Vegas at minus 140. I know it's still a minus, but there's minus 140 on FanDuel. There's other books offering like minus 200s, minus 222s. Listen, you don't only have to bet underdogs. Go lay the juice. Go put the extra money to make some money here. Vegas to win the Pacific Division at minus 140 is an absolute lock. Can I end this podcast with a little piece of trivia? I'm well, curious. Well, I, I got shit I want to talk about. I got, I got, I need my, this is Braden's talk corner. I don't know if you want to go before or after. Okay. We'll do the trivia and then we can do the top corner, top, uh, your brain's talk corner. Okay. And the podcast. All right. This is something I was looking up for whatever reasons. I'm a hockey nerd. I look at all time stats just for funsies. So single season stats. Jason Robertson's like uh, projections kind of got me on a little hunt there. The best stats of all time, Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky, they have the top 13 seasons, single season point records. Mm-hmm. Gretzky has 213. Lemieux has like 199. A few 200 seasons for Gretzky. Anyways, they make up the top 13 seasons. Who has the 14th best season? in the NHL all-time single-season records with 155 points in that season. Do Kai and I have to give separate answers, or can we work together? Do your thing. Kai, what do you want to do? 
Uh, it wouldn't. It would not Gordy. Okay, I guess we're going separate. It's gonna be like eighty. You guys can think it through. So I'm thinking it's either gonna be a teammate like Yari Curry, like Curry's got to be a good bet, or Yager. Those are both on the list for like top thirty-five. Okay, so it's not them, fuck. Okay. For sure. Oh, like you're saying, so it could be them. It still. could be them. They're both okay. in the top thirty-five. It makes me think no, though. If he's got to go to thirty-five, yeah. So um, then, no more, no more hints like that, Tyler. Okay, so like, not them. Who's not Robitaille? Oh, oh. Take a guess. Gil- you you guys can have one strike each. Okay. Then I'll tell you. Doug Gilmore. No. Okay. What? Not Doug She's Gilmore. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know the number off my hand, but I know he went off that one year with the Leafs. Okay, I think he had 116 (laughs) points. Um, He's not in the top 50. Okay, I'm gonna go. It's not Yager him. Who else? Not Ronnie Francis. Well, it could be Francis. Isn't Francis third or fourth all time? I was surprised by this name. You guys know the name though, because it it was in the 80s. An American team. Eastern or Western Conference? Okay, too many hints. No, that's not. Um, I'm not sure if I can answer that correctly. I'm not sure what they were in that time. Oh, so not a, uh, well. Whatever, whatever they are now, a Canadian player. Answer. Just well, no. Uh, so an American team, a Canadian player. One more guess, and then I'll just tell the answer because it's gone a little. In the '80s? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm just thinking of all the guys. I'm like thinking in my head, like not Ron Francis. He's in the pen, so somebody switched. I wonder if there's someone like screaming this guy's name in the car like, listening to this podcast. Is it like Mark Messier? It, it is. Let me have one final guess. Okay. Tell me which conference it is now, and I'll give you a guess. He's they're in the Eastern Conference. They're in the East now. Uh oh fuck me. I don't know. Fucking no. Steve Eiserman. Uh, fuck me. We should have guessed that. I'm yeah. Steve Eiserman. God damn it. 155 point fucking season. Crazy. I think it was more 90s. That's on me. Yeah, 88. That's when you did that. Anyways, I thought that was just a fun little piece of trivia. The first 13 seasons, Lemieux, Lemieux, Gretzky, 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 Lemieux, Gretzky, Gretzky. Like, wh- holy shit. Those are two clearly the best players of all time, I think. I'll put Lemieux up there. He doesn't get the respect he deserves. Anyways, Braden's talk corner. What do you have to talk about, Braden? This is Braden's play Don't make me corner. cut too much of this. I was at the gym today. This is just general bitching. I'm mad about this. I go to the gym, you know, because I'm kind of fat. I want to get better looking. A hockey um, slash bitch about the gym podcast. Yeah, it's just going to be my like rambling thoughts throughout the week. So then I'm in there and I ate. I'm like working out and shit. You know, I'm like doing my tricep extensions on the rope. And there's this fucking, so you know the tower, like the towers, right? You know, with everything, the lap pull down the row, the, the, all that shit. There's a couple sitting in the middle, kind of taking up space. They're just going at it in the middle of the gym. What? They're going at it? Yeah, like they're just like arms and embra- like full embrace, just making out. Oh, um, gym? What? At the gym. And then they like leave, they fuck off, they go do their own set, and then like they'd come back and like before any set, they'd kiss. What? And God. I think that we should drop the entire stack of weights on their head for that. I think we should fucking pull up the lat. So, you know, lat pull down, pull up all 300 pounds, put your fucking head under there, you guillotine, and just let it go. Hey, Brayden, you know, I'm an understanding guy, man, <laughs> and I'm all for PDA. Be open minded. I, in fact, encourage it. PDA is for everyone. Everyone should experience it. I I prefer if everyone did it. But But. in the gym, 
you cannot be kissing in between each set. You cannot full embrace when you and do. not like a little peck. Like there's tongue. You witness tongue while there's doing tongue. tricep curls. And the gym's greasy too. Like it's a gross place. Like there's a lot of germs. People are sweating. Like that's not where you want to yeah. be interchanging some bodily fluids. I have there's a smoke alarm going off, so I'm gonna end the podcast. Hopefully, I'll see you guys next week if my house isn't burnt down. <laughs>